shout outs to Jeremy Bork for the new intro music. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Rudo, as always, with AJ Hayfley. And today on the show, a special guest, Marisha and Jemmy from Sportsnet. I hope I didn't butcher your name too bad. I'm known for doing no, that. No, that's perfect. All right. Sometimes lucky, I guess. But Most today we're going to be wrong, doing... too. Really? I, I mean... Yeah. I'll get it wrong later in the show after having gotten it correct, so don't worry. (laughs) Doing a little bit of a different show today. Going to be talking about the upcoming NWHL season, which Marissa is covering for Sportsnet. So I'm excited to get into it. It seems to fit my favorite type of event. A little bit of a super tournament vibe going on here for the NWHL. Marissa, what are expectations for this strange season coming up? It's going to be really fun to see these teams in like a very concentrated environment because we're used to seeing like one or two games on a weekend and then a week apart from games. But it's going to be rapid fire, which is going to be really cool just to see like how these teams handle that. It's going to make the goaltending more interesting, too, because teams with good tandems are going to succeed. Kind of like in the NHL, having a condensed schedule, teams that have two goalies are probably going to do better, except for seasons in two weeks instead of like however long a 56 game schedule is. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be more high intensity than we're used to. It'll almost be like watching the Olympics with it being like every single day there being games. Um, Boston's really good. Minnesota's really good. They should have been in the Isabel Cup last year. It never ended up happening. So I'm sure both of those teams are, um, they're definitely like on a revenge tour of some sort. I know Boston is at least because they've been talking about it since like April. Um, it's going to be a super fun season. I like, I really can't wait for it. Awesome. Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> coming coming from a place where I've I've never really followed it that much, um, if I were to try and get into it this year, how how would I go about getting into it? Where where can I watch it? Where can I follow the the, the games? One of the things I've loved about the NWHL, like its entire run, is just like how accessible it is. It's not on TV until the um, the playoffs, the semifinals will be on NBCSN, and so will the Isabel Cup. Um, but it's all free online. You can watch it on Twitch. They tweet out all their games. The production is pretty good. I don't know what it'll look like um, in Lake Placid, but I imagine it being just like every day and kind of like everyone's full-time job for two weeks. I'm sure that production will be even better than it's been um, in, in some of these smaller arenas where it, it's a little more makeshift at times. Um, but you can watch it all on Twitch. The league's very good about accessibility. Um, there's going to be more coverage, I think, then certainly than I've ever seen, because uh, I've just seen more people tweeting about it, more people talking about it, more NHL centric people who will either be writing about it or tweeting about it. So I feel like this might be the most accessible NWHL season ever, which is really awesome to see. Relative to the NHL and and other leagues that have been around forever, the NWHL is a relatively new league entering its sixth season here. Is, is there any, worry about that obviously COVID a big issue for every league but for a league so young how do you navigate that yeah that's really interesting because like a topic I've actually thought about a lot is how a lot of the smaller leagues like the non-major four or major five if you want to count MLS have actually like they've done okay for themselves for the most part and like I think a lot about and this is like there's a reason for this tangent um back in June when I was writing a story for Washington City paper about Major League Rugby and their the team in Washington Old Glory DC and their um 
their owner mentioned something about how like those teams have less to lose because they're not making as much. They don't have the same travel budget. So like they're not doing an 162 game season traveling all over the place across the country. Um, and then you look uh, the PLL we saw in um, premier lacrosse league, they, they, they're doing pretty okay for themselves. And um, every time I've talked to them, they've kind of had a, a similar mentality. And then, when I talked to national for, uh, pro fast pitch softball over the summer for Yahoo, like very similar things. So I think the NWHL is in the same boat in the sense of they don't have the same costs that they've lost to worry about. This isn't a league that has made a ton of money. The Minnesota Whitecaps were the first team to draw profit, not last season, but the year before the Boston pride have done pretty well for themselves for the most part, but the majority of this league is not spending a ton of money and they're not making like a ton of money either. Like they're in okay financial shape. You're not in dire straits. It's not like a nightmare. It's not the NLL circa 2012 or whatever. Um, like they're at, I knew you'd get that one, AJ. Um, like it's actually like doing pretty okay, but they're not losing these costs. The furthest distance traveled is like Boston, Connecticut to Minnesota. Right. So when you, you take that into account, you take into account the salaries aren't much higher than 20,000, I believe. Um, it's not going to suffer as much as a league that's going to lose like MLB NHL. Like they're going to lose millions. Those leagues are fine. They're owned by billionaires, but they are still losing millions. And the NWHL just doesn't have that to lose. So long winded way of saying like, it's, it's fine. The financial shape of the league, you know, what's, what's kind of like a, a long-term outlook for it in terms of, you know, I mean, is it, is it still growing? Are we going to add more teams in the near future? Kind of what's, what's the projection look like? I would expect, new teams in the very near future um I, I would definitely look for that um and one of the big focuses of the nwhl and we've seen this with the ownership in toronto and boston being taken over by independent ownership there's a big focus on getting independent owners for teams so that counts for expansion teams and that counts for the four teams minnesota connecticut derivators and buffalo that are currently under um an ownership structure within the investors of the league um and I think that we've already seen in Boston, like how much success they've been able to have on the ice and off because players are just getting different amenities. Um, we've seen in Toronto, them having their own locker rooms and just kind of their social presence and just like the benefits that are there from having independent ownership. So they're really committed to that model. I would expect any expansion teams coming in in the near future, like I said, to be under a model like that. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Connecticut under independent ownership at some point in the near future as well. Um, and those teams are going to do better just because they have more resources at their disposal. And it's kind of like you have to spend money to make money type of thing, which sounds like really basic and dumb. But at the same time, the, just like having that presence out there is huge. Um, we've seen that with Boston. We've seen that with Toronto. They haven't even played a game yet. Like the Six haven't even played a game and their presence in the hockey world is tremendous. We've already seen that a ton on social. We've seen the Colorado Avalanche tweeting with the Toronto Six. They haven't played a game yet and there's like a connection there already. And I think a lot of that is just having like the ability to have an identity. And that comes again from having your own independence. So I, I think that's all good signs for the league. And the fact that they've been able to generate more sponsorships in the past year, and this is something I'm going to be writing about at some point, like very soon. Um, the idea of the sponsorships they've brought in during a pandemic, during a time where a lot of the faces of women's hockey that people know about, like household names have been in the PWHPA and have been, been a lot of like vitriol directed towards the nwhl from those names the fact that the league has been able to bring in those sponsorships and that extra revenue is so huge so i i think the future looks really good going into year six you look at i mean 
when I've covered lacrosse a lot, what I've been told is like that third year for expansion teams or teams that move is kind of the barometer and the NWHL is well beyond those three years. It feels like they've kind of crossed that threshold despite these challenges that have come their way. And I think that speaks a lot about just like their confidence and where they're at. You, you mentioned a lot of vitriol directed towards the league. Can you, can you expand on just a little bit of that? Okay. Um, from its most basic standpoint, the PWHPA is essentially the national United States and Canadian teams. And they're right now playing in, and can say this in like the nicest way possible in a Florida based non bubble tournament against teenage boys run by an anti-masker from New Hampshire. So way to go guys. Um, that, <laughs> so they're not a league. They want you to know they're not a league. That's like something they really want to stress about. Um, they're a foundation and association. Uh, they claim to be a labor movement that does not pay any of its labor. Um, so uh, they exist kind of, they don't really play games as much. And when they do, um, we can't really get access to them because they like to tweet out how the media is mean for asking for box scores and press releases and stuff. Um, so it's really tough to know what's going on. Like um, something I talk about with some people a lot is the fact that Katie Burke, one of the best women's goaltenders of our time um, was the starting goalie for Boston college at age 17 team, uh, age 17 team USA player rookie of the year was a Boston pride. Just a tremendous goalie goes to the PWHPA barely plays and is now struggling every time she's in with the national team not really getting opportunities anymore because players who are not like hillary knight don't get ice time there um so that's just like the best way i can kind of frame the pwhpa in a way that makes sense to me and the entire thing is based on not wanting the nwhl to exist like there's a definitely a huge contingent in in the pwhpa that is reliant on the nhl coming in and basically just paying them to exist um, we're all in agreement that women's hockey players need to be paid more, but if that money's not there, it's not there. And the NWHL, I think, does a tremendous job of um, getting their players as much money as possible. They make most of, if not all, the money on their jersey sales. After 500 tickets sold um, for every game, the players get the rest of the revenue for ticket sales. Every player is being paid their full salary for a two-week tournament um, in Lake Placid, even players who opt out. The only other league I've seen do anything like that is the NLL paying their players the full salary when their season was canceled at the end of last year. I've not seen a single other league, men's or women's, do anything like that. So the NWHL had its struggles early on. Um, they're in a much better place now. Uh, I've seen it happen firsthand over the past five years. Like the leadership in there has done a tremendous job. Um, Danny Ryland's taken a step back. So if the PWHPA players had a problem specific with her, I don't think that would be relevant anymore. It's really a tough one to dissect because the framing from the PWHPA a lot of times will have you believe the NWHL flat out abuses its players when the players past and present have rebutted that several times. Um, we've seen players leave the PW was their main complaint being lack of ice time. Um, the PW encourages its players who don't make rosters to be a part of it and kind of discourages them from playing anywhere else. They call the NWHL not a pro league, even though the and WHL pays its player salaries. Um, and again, we've seen players go back to the NW, and I think that really speaks for it more than anything else. So how do we bring how do we bring all of women's hockey together? How do we get everybody on the same page and try and grow the game as one? It, it's a tough one because I think if we all had an answer, we'd be there. I mean, we, we've been 
at this for years now between OOT and W against a CW or, oh, they're actually like kind of working together. or Oh, they hate each other. Oh, there's one league now. The NHL said they wanted one league, right? Actually, never mind. Now here's the PWHPA and the NHL doesn't want to be a part of any of it. Um, when there is only one league, the NW, uh, the NHL says they don't want to step on their toes. So I think it's time to take it like a realistic expectation of the NHL's not involved in this. They don't want to be involved in this. If they did, they would be. They've put Kendall Coyne on a platform when she skated at the um, the All-Star Game in San Jose a couple of years ago. They had the tournament at the All-Star Game this year. But that really feels like the extent of it, because if they wanted to be involved, they could be. The Bruins have this like supposed partnership with the Boston Pride, and I haven't heard them mention them in years. Um, like, it, it's tough. The Buffalo, uh, the, the Sabres, the Pagulas owned the Buttes for a while. They sold them back to the league. And now would have you believe the Buttes simply don't exist. Um, so like if the NHL wanted to be a part of this, they would be. And I think that's something that people are overlooking. Like the women don't have to do more. They don't have to be more. The NHL could just like give them money whenever they feel like they're not doing that. So was that established? The NWHL has put its best foot forward to create a platform by women for women, um, to really just let them play, to give them, um, a platform to like be public professional women's hockey players. I think they do a good job promoting them. Um, so I, I think the whole narrative of wait for the NHL to be our saviors is really, really misguided at best and just flat out holding the game back intentionally at worst. Um, so I, I, I totally don't understand the motive of just waiting for that when it's made, been made explicitly clear, like Gary Bettman has flat out told members of the PWHPA, members of the NWHL, it's not happening. They're going to focus on being in Europe before they focus on women like that meeting happened years ago at this point and just like reality has not set in for a lot of people so how does it become one thing um in something like women's hockey where there aren't too many roster spots and there isn't too much money to be made i don't mind there being multiple options i didn't hate there being a cw and an nw because it gave players more agency over their choices they could pick something that was best for them and it gave them a little bit of leverage when negotiating or when looking for a proper situation. So even like the presence of the PWHP itself, uh, PWHP itself, I'm not against that in any way. I think having more opportunities for what works best for the individual is great. What's concerning is when you have someone like the PWHPA coming out and saying the NWHL doesn't exist, they're not professional players, they're not worth it, they are lesser, they are worse. That whole like negativity is like just a real bad vibe. It's a real bad look for women's hockey overall, especially when you have the NWHL and Dijon Murphy, the coach and president of the Toronto Six, saying multiple times, like, yeah, go do whatever is best for you. So um, I, I think it's less of an op less of a goal of being a united front as in like one central option that kind of takes away some leverage from players until everyone can be make millions like the men and more of an issue of just like letting players have agency over what they believe is best for them. I do want to continue this conversation, but we do need to take our first period break. This podcast is brought to you by Hassle Cattle Company. Hassle Cattle Company equals hassle-free meat life. We brought you damn good beer here at DNVR. Now we're bringing you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. And they're a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the USA and will bring it right to your door when you order from them. So jump on it. They call it the blue-collar Wagyu because it's the best Wagyu that every man or woman can afford, and they give you a ton of options from smoked jerky to sausage, New York strip, beef, 
bacon, Wagyu, Frank, you name it, you can get it in a Wagyu form, as well as all of their other amazing meats. Head on over to HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com and use promo code DNVR10 to get 10% off when you order. And any orders over $200, you get free shipping as well. So be sure to check them out and you will not be disappointed. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast with Marissa and Jemmy talking NWHL. You've talked a little bit about the CWHL folding almost two years ago now. And this year, Toronto entering the NWHL as an expansion team is pushing more into Canada, a target for this league to, to kind of get themselves more on the map. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to see more of that at some point in the future too. Like, Women's hockey in Canada has such a storied past and losing to CWHL had so many players who lost roster spots. Many of them didn't go to the NWHL for whatever reason. Now it was Toronto. We're seeing a lot of those players end up in the NW instead of going overseas or just like flat out not playing because they signed their soul over to the PWHPA. Um, so we're definitely going to see a lot more of a Canadian presence in the league going forward, I think. And I think uh, based on how Toronto does this year, that's a team I expect to come in and be pretty successful right off the bat. And I think that will help the league as well, just as far as getting attention in Canada. And I mean, Canada is hot, like it's a country of hockey, right? So if anyone's going to embrace um, pro women's hockey, you would think it would be there. And the CWHL had like a lot of weirdness. Like it, it was very good hockey, especially for teams that were not the Boston Blades who won, I think, one game over their past two years because they just got completely neglected by that league. Um, but, I mean, having a stronger pro presence will be huge there because, like, the Calgary Inferno were awesome and the Toronto Furies were awesome and they didn't get as much press or attention maybe because the league was framed as a non-profit league and not fully as pro. They didn't pay their players until four, three, four years after the NWHL became the first league to pay their players. So, um, I, I think just like a more structured situation um, for any Canadian team will really get them on board with uh, pro women's hockey. All right. going to put you on the spot a little bit here. All right. Maybe not the best players, but who are your three favorite players in the NWHL currently? Okay. Um, going to try not to show my uh, Boston bias here, <laughs> but we'll start with the Boston pride. Um I think McKenna Brand is just like one of the best scorers in, in, in the league. I think she's someone who should be getting looked at by Team USA. She's fantastic. She played with Jillian Dempsey on the Boston top line. And she's just, she's a sniper. She's fantastic. She's super fun to watch. Um, I, I think she's someone you're definitely going to want to keep an eye on. Um, to keep with uh, the Boston theme, um, Jillian Dempsey as well, and I don't want to just like be so heavy on Boston, but they're they're just fantastic to watch, and I've seen them a lot over the past few years. They're just absolutely tremendous. Um, Jillian Dempsey, she's a captain of the Pride. She's their center. She's been there since literally day one with them. She took over the captaincy. Um, she was their second line center back in the day when Hillary Knight and Brianna Decker were on that team, and she's really emerged as just like just a fantastic player great playmaker her on that line was christina patina and um uh with brand is just like it think bergeron marchand pastor or i guess for you guys the um landeskog line might make more sense as a correlation um so that's definitely up there um i'm trying to think of like goalies for you guys um or okay you know what let's go with Allie Thumstrom on minnesota she's fantastic too she was co-mvp with dempsey um just tremendous scorer 
one of the fastest players in pro hockey period, men's or women's. Um, I do want to give you a goalie, though, and I don't want to give you the Boston goalie, LaVisa Salander, who is fantastic. But just to keep it a little more national, um, Amanda Levier on Minnesota, we saw her with Buffalo for years and years, just be fantastic. And I think she should get her due as one of the best goaltenders in the women's game. So um, let's go with those four players when you asked for three. All right. I'm starting to pick up a vibe of which teams you're going to tell AJ to follow in a minute here. <laughs> so. Yeah, I uh, I already feel like I'm being subliminally pushed a little bit towards a little bit towards Boston. You had to know what you were getting here. I I definitely did. I, it's not uh, it was not lost on me where where you were coming from. All right. So, well, first of all, he won't be choosing Minnesota either, no matter what. I assume. Yeah, that won't be happening. <laughs> okay, good. We're Anyways, safe on that front. Yeah, Colorado and Minnesota don't get along well. But there's no Colorado NWHL team. Yeah, but Minnesota is still a state. Yeah, he tainted the whole it state at this I, point. I tell you, I was I was there, uh, what, two days ago? Uh, I was in Minneapolis uh, for my connection. And when my flight landed from Winnipeg in Minneapolis, uh, it was, like, frozen. And so the plane started to, like, slide a little bit. And I was, uh-huh. I was starting to get a little upset because I was like, if I die in Minnesota... <laughs> I am haunting this whole state. Like I am going to haunt everybody in this state forever, especially Bill Guerin. Oh, but I made it out and I got home okay, so I can just go back to regular, normal Minnesota hate. <laughs> Thank so God. The for white tabs are off the table. Yeah, so the white. I really, I really walked into this with uh, one team. The Whitecaps were never an opportunity, okay. never an option for me. But you tell me one of the fastest skaters in all of hockey plays for them, and I'm like. Dang They're it. fun. I really like watching Minnesota. They're the only team to beat Boston at any point last year. That Isabel Cup was going to be so good. Like we all lost out not getting to see that. That was going to be like revenge game for the Pride. The Whitecaps trying to prove they could win it in Boston as an under. Like imagine the Whitecaps being framed as an underdog. That's how good Boston was. Um, we all lost out. Like part of me really hopes that we get that matchup in the end here, so that we can like finally see that. But then I kind of also just want insane chaos too. Insane Chaos is a really yeah. fun option. Chaos Squad sports. is the best for sure. Yeah. Like I just want to see like Connecticut, Toronto, and everyone be like, "What?" Okay, I'm so is is Connecticut a bad choice here because Rudo is an ad- early adopter of the whale? Yo, the underdog I think for the life whale might be okay this year. That's like one of my hot takes. I don't know if it's a hot take because I haven't like actually mentioned it to anyone yet. But I like <laughs> the whale better than I've liked them in past years. Like they've been the cellar dwellers of the league since day one, pretty much. They've had a lot of struggles over the years because like it's it's hard for whaler syndrome. You're between Boston and New York, right? Or New Jersey in Riveter's case now, because they keep moving around. Um, so it, it's tough to attract the best players sometimes because well, if you played for like Northeastern or BU or BC, like you're probably gonna want to play for the pride. And if you want to live south of Boston and still like in the Northeast, you're probably going to want to play for the Riveters and not in Stamford or Danbury, New York or wherever they've ended up, or uh, sorry, Connecticut the past few years, they've bounced around a bit. Um, so that's kind of been a problem for them, even though they're like, actually like they have a lot of talent there. Like Shannon Doyle is one of the best, the best defenders in league history. And I don't say that just because she went to BU. Um, she's fantastic, has an amazing shot. 
Um, but I like some of the roster building they've done this year. I think Tori Howring, who was a draft pick by them, I think she's a tremendous addition. It's going to help them a lot. Alyssa Wolfieler just left from Boston, and I think she's going to help the culture over there quite a bit coming from a really good team. Like, like I don't know. Like, I, I think this might be Connecticut's year to, like, make a push, especially because when you have such a short schedule, like, that's chaos central, right? Like, we always talk about, like, in the NHL, like after October, like, oh, you can't really judge anything. So imagine that's like your whole season, right? Um, all of a sudden, you're going to have like the New Jersey Devils getting ready for the Stanley Cup. So um, anything can happen in a condensed season. So I kind of like Connecticut for that reason, but definitely like the ultimate wild card. The ultimate wild card. Okay, that's a pretty good sell for me. I like the ultimate wild card as, as also, my Also, they have the best point. uniforms in hockey. Oh, yeah, no. by like a mile. Better uh, uh, mile. Like I always love them, and this year I think they're just like at a different level. But I don't know how you can't think Connecticut's the best. Like NHL, NWHL, AHL. I don't care. The Whale have the best look. Even even better than the uh, the Nordiques reverse retros. Those are pretty great. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm a big fan. They look awesome. And the hats. Like top, oh, the hats. top three reverse veterans. Uh, Do you see that new white hoodie they just released? Ooh. I did not actually. It it. Andy said it exactly right. It looks so sexy, but then it's white, and you're like, mm, "Yeah, I'm like gonna ruin white this." I would own. Yeah, these are scary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you say we're gonna we're gonna take a quick uh, uh, side road here, but what are the what are the other ones that are in your top three reverse retro jerseys? Okay, um, you're gonna hate me because I'm gonna say Minnesota. And you I'm just sorry. really like Subway, or what? I just like the North Stars. <laughs> okay. I think they're really cool. Um, okay, before I go into that, though, like, I have a hot take. I think Uh-oh. that the Dallas Stars are too much of a coward to bring back any California Golden Seals gear is, like, a shame. I'll buy anything that yeah, involves it... the Dallas Stars being cowards. I'm good with that. That sounds <laughs> like, great. So, like, their rever- Whatever the reason. reverse retros are very weird, but you know what would have saved them? Wear white skates to honor the Golden Seals. Everything else is white. They look yeah. like stormtroopers. So just go with the white skates too. Like this is the opportunity to bring that back. That would have been great. I could have been on I could have been on board with that. Like that's my biggest take of all the reverse retro stuff. Um and then so Minnesota, Colorado, the Kings. The Kings are perfect. They never should have left their old color scheme at any point. It was perfect. No no love for the Burger King. Which one? <laughs> The um, third, oh, third, yeah, like, yeah, because the Manchester Monarchs had the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yep. No, it freaks me out. I don't like it. I've tried to erase <laughs> it from my brain. They should. What, okay, the only problem with the Kings is they try to call it like Forum Blue, and we're not doing that because I am partially colorblind, so do not confuse me any worse. That is purple, and don't tell me it's not purple. I will have a panic attack. <laughs> So how do you feel about the Ducks reverse retro? Because we had a major split on this podcast when we did that episode. I'm not like, uh, like, and this is because I'm too young. So I missed like the heyday of the weird, like Disney ducks or whatever. So like that nostalgia doesn't do anything for me. So I think it's just like all kind of weird. It's fine. I like wackiness once in a while. And my hottest take about it is if they didn't have like the weird font, I would like it a lot better. 
I okay. don't disagree. The font on the back is awful. It's fine. I, I don't hate that. it. Like for the people who like have nostalgia for it and they love it, I'm not going to take that away from them or invalidate that or whatever. Like, cool wackiness, weirdness, fun, cool. But the font loses me. That's all. Yeah, I was a big adopter of. I love the logo. I love that it's chaotic and and really out out of character for the NHL to have that much personality. And then I saw the font on it on the back and was like, oh. Like, is it Comic Sans? Like, if it's not that, it's close. It's, like, worse than Comic Sans somehow. It's bad. It really is. It does take away my desire to own something that has that on it. But, like, I don't know. I know people, like, two, three years older than me always wearing the old Ducks hats. And I'm always, like, okay, I just, like, kind of missed that era. So it doesn't have the same effect on me. So, bringing this, bringing this, staying in the same topic, (laughs) but bringing it back to the NWHL. If we were ranking logos in the league, where are we? Logos or jerseys? Because it's logos. Okay. The whale is number one. Okay. I like the Toronto six one. Like, I like how like versatile it is and what a great job they do, like kind of mixing it up and stuff. Um, Then Boston is good. Um, The Riveters. The Whitecaps are kind of boring. And who, oh God, no, I forgot Buffalo existed. Um, Buffalo right before the Riveters because I like Buffaloes. Everywhere I like the Riveters too. Like it's really great, but I am like a sucker for animal logos. If there's an animal in it, I like it. Three out of six, then not bad. I see. I'm sucker for animal logos is a good brand. I just like <laughs> there's a buffalo in it. How can't you love it? I have a buffalo purse I bought at a Buffalo Airport. I love them. I was trying to find at the Winnipeg airport the other day. I was trying to find some <laughs> stuff. And all it was was Jets. I was so disappointed. I was like, you guys have a WHL team right here. Like, So I, I've had two panic attacks at the Winnipeg airport. Because every time I've been there, they haven't had Ubers. And the first time I went there was the first time I had to get a taxi. In my whole life, like, I've never had to do that. I'm 24. I was 22 at the time. Why would I ever need a taxi in my entire life, ever? Uber exists. And I get to Winnipeg, and, like, my flight lands, and I want to go to my hotel, and they're like, you have no, like, connection. I'm like, oh, it must be the internet. That's weird. And then Twitter works. So I'm like, no. And I'm like, why can't I get Uber? So I called my editor, and he's like, what do you mean? Just, like, get a taxi. And I'm like, how? Like, what do you mean, how? And so I just, like, cried for a while, and then I called the hotel, and I'm like, can you help? And they're like, yeah, we have, like, a free shuttle service. That's fine. It's like, oh, okay. And then, like, just absolute mayhem every time I'm in Winnipeg. I'm terrified. But now they have Uber, I guess. So, like, I would like to go back there now because other than that, I love it. Yeah, I had to tip my Uber driver the other day because I was, like, bawling in his backseat at 5 o'clock in the morning. It's like, mm. I just felt really, really guilty about it. It's like, he was the only guy, he was the only Uber driver in Winnipeg that early in the morning. And he comes and he picks me up. And like, I was so sad to leave Z that Mm -hmm. I was just like melting down in the backseat for the first like five minutes of the car ride. And then I like, I, you know, it got better and was like, this is, this is getting better. Should be so like great. a Twitter handshake meme of you and me crying in Winnipeg. And yeah, exactly. Great. Winnipeg. The Winnipeg airport bringing you to tears. It's not really, well, you know. 
it's funny because everybody jokes about how it's not real, but I gotta say the customs experience there was hilarious. It's actually a good airport, and there's it a is. importance right as you're leaving. It's just clutch. Yep, it's it's. I mean, I've never been to a bad small airport. They've all been they've all been honestly great experiences. Yeah, the small right. ones are cool. It's close to Long Beach one, and that's my favorite weird airport of all time. And it's like a bummer. I had to go there one time because I missed the flight from LA to San Jose. So I'm like, what do I do when I go to Long Beach? And it was like outside, but inside it was super weird. And then I saw it close and that sucks. RIP Long Beach Airport. As much as I love weird airports, we do have to take our second period break here with Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD infused coffee, which you can now get 20% off on when you purchase with code DNVR20 at checkout. And when you really love it, <clears throat> Excuse me, when you really love it, you can get their subscription service for two, three, four, six, or eight weeks and get 20% off every single week. With that, the CBD is non psychoactive and it's been a no known to help with many aches and pains, including migraines, IBS, joint pain, and other things as well. So check them out today. Remember, supporting our partners is supporting us. All right. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ, you've been avoiding it. We're, we're going to make you pick a team now. The time has come. I, what what things are you looking for here? You got your logos. Do you want jersey rankings too or what? Yeah, we have to get into some jersey stuff here because I, I need some guidance. I cannot be the only one uh, of, of all of the people that watch our show every day. There's got to be somebody else out there that's going to get into the NWHL with us this year. And I think we're going to have to make it a weekly thing that we we do updates on the league. So I'm going to get into it. Sorry, the office is really loud. Perfect. So Allie's going to get into it with us. We uh, already know from her Premier League that she will never pick a team. She'll just flip-flop all season. That's not true, but I cannot. It's not in my soul to choose a team from Boston. So I, I can't do Boston Pride. Um, as someone from Philadelphia, like, I just, I can't. But I am like a whale. Oh, okay. It's Philly. I gotcha. <laughs> the disdain. I was going to say, there was such derision <laughs> in that. Dude, you know, I, I oh, I it's Philly. Okay. I'm sure you're great. <laughs> <laughs> it, takes, it takes time. Allie's a, it, she's a tough nut to crack. Does it make it you feel better that I hate the fires? Oh, it, 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 it's just like people from Philly who have been in my life who are no longer in my life. So now when I hear about Philly, I'm like, ah, them. <laughs> oh, well, I, I promise I'm nice. People in the comments can agree. <laughs> I like Philly as a city. I've had a lot of fun there. It's wonderful. And I like I, Philadelphia Wings. Of but I do not like the, the fire. So I feel like that makes, makes up it for helps. it a little bit. Definitely helps. <laughs> All right, so just choose the whale, AJ. We already know. I, well, I mean, I'm, I enjoyed that you and I were aligned on Team Austria for WJCs. They were our underdog adoption. And that was a oh, disaster. Finland. Finland with my team. I mean, we decided to pick Austria because nobody had any expectations for them. So it was just, we're just going to I know like two underdog. words in Finnish, so now I am loyal to the Finns. Perkeli. I don't know that one. That's the only word I know. <laughs> I know how to say thank you. So, combined, uh, the three of us know three words in Finnish. <laughs> uh, we're on our way to citizenship, basically. Last year, after the Bruins drafted um, a Finn in, like, the third round, and at 
like development camp we were all talking to him and as the scrum ended i just said ketos to like say thank you in his language and he thought i spoke finnish and i was like oh no no i don't i was just like being nice <laughs> i i saw that uh ryan clark when he was still covering the hems spe he speaks a little bit of russian and he i don't remember i don't I, it was zadorov or kamenev they were both there and he said something in russian one day and then somebody said one of them said something back to him and it was like it was the same thing it was like no no we're not gonna have like a conversation here i just know how to say this one thing i was just like trying to be impressive so you'd come talk to me and give me stories what part of this did you not understand <laughs> you're younger than me and therefore will be influenced <laughs> That's, All right. uh, that's honestly, that's hilarious. That's great. <laughs> hey, so if it works, it works. Team? My, my team is the whale for well, mostly random reasons, time. but the nice. best jersey in the league helps. Best jersey in hockey, period. Yeah, the the retro Hurricanes one is, is quite good as well, but yes, I'll, I'll concede. The whale or canes. Yep. All right, so what are some other jerseys that we have? I've got a... The Riveters ones are really great this year. Okay. If you want to pull those up, because I don't have the power to do that. <laughs> I'm sure Allie's working on it as we speak. The Riveters ones, this, like, they're always pretty good, but these ones are, like, mint. They're excellent. Those, yeah, they're pretty The current great. ones? Yeah, those are nice. Yeah, those are... This is awesome. Yeah, these are pretty clean. <laughs> I don't know. I have a. I don't know. I yeah, those are pretty sweet. I, almost a little bit of fisherman vibes on that one. Oh God. <laughs> I like the fisherman. So do uh, I. I think it's I a great fisherman. I'm actually <laughs> really annoyed. The uh, the Islanders sold those backpacks, uh, the fisherman backpacks. And you could not get them online, and I couldn't get anybody. Wait, was it in like shaped like, like the fisherman, or? It was just the logo. Like okay. it was it was the logo on the backpack. And also the shoes. I tried to get the shoes too and Oh, fisherman no shoes would have been dope. Yeah, Dude. the pride are pretty great too. I would have worn those fisherman shoes into the Avs locker room and taken so um, much heat. The um the gradient ones, the road ones this year are just like beautiful. That's a lot of Nashville vibes for me. <laughs> See, I like the Nashville ones though. It's... People would try to fight me on that, but I think yellow in any jersey looks really good all the time. This is just a lot of Bruins vibes. I'm not into it. I mean, that's fair. Uh, someone around the Bruins all the time in the past. That's very fair. I uh, I think I think I'm down to the Whale and the Riveters because there's no way I was going to do Minnesota. I really didn't want to do Toronto, especially because that's who Z Buffalo? decided to adopt. And I'm just naturally at war with Z in hockey all the time, so I'm more comfortable just not Ooh, picking her. These that are pretty black one too. is nice. Yeah. Yeah. That is a nice kit, but the blue gives me Rochester Nighthawks vibes, though. I feel like, oh, that's a good call. I really like these, and it's a Buffalo Scobus. Yeah, see, I really, I like the Buffalo part of it, or the actual like the animal Buffalo. I don't like the Buffalo the city part of it, just because <laughs> that's one of my favorite cities ever. It's so cool there. It gets such a bad rap. It's not. It's not anything like personal against the city. It's just that their sports teams are tremendous letdowns and i don't know that i want to emotionally invest in something that's like a, that that's a, that's a fair one i wouldn't invest in the connecticut whale either then. well yeah, i'm not a winning team like you have to go with boston or minnesota 
That's... You know, like, low-key the ribs, too. Like, I think the ribs could be, like, really good this year. I don't know. I tell you, the big the big thing, though, is that getting a hat, I think the whale hat would look best on me. Ooh. Well, you can have a hat of a team that isn't your team necessarily, too. Oh, yeah. I have a bunch of them. Yeah. I have hats of, like, every team. And, like, I don't have chosen teams in a lot of leagues. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> This is tough. This is tough to do like live in front of people. There, we might start a fight in the chat. We have riveters, buffs, uh, yeah. rather buttes in there as well. We don't. Earlier, yeah. we, we had at least someone rooting for the six earlier. The six just wasn't going to happen because that's Z adopted them, and I would rather be at war with her. <laughs> yeah, no, that Minnesota logo is just not doing it for me either. Even yeah. if it was it's a Minnesota. Fine. But it's not at the same level as the others. All right. I'm a big fan of the Buffalo because it has the same vibes as uh, the old Buffalo Bills logo where the Buffalo is just like standing there. Yeah. It's one of my favorite logos in sports. I have three hats with that logo. I love it so much. I don't understand why the stars and then like the crown. Um, Above the the Buffalo. The crown is because Buffalo is like the queen city or whatever. And then the stars... I'm sure there's a reason for it. There might be a reason, and I don't know it, and I don't want to like say the wrong one and then have everyone yell at me. Okay. <laughs> I don't like the star. If it was just the Buffalo, I would probably be a bigger fan. But I mean, the Connecticut logo is the best one. It Who really doesn't is. Love a happy whale that has a hockey stick as its smile. It's what I'm saying. I didn't even oh, notice that the hockey stick was a smile. <laughs> That's amazing. It's I'm between the whales and the buttes. Those are the two that I'm in between. I'll, I'll convert you all to the whale eventually. You can make yeah, I didn't want to go with too, and that's fun. All right. AJ, you'll, you'll switch next week. I can already tell, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it'll be like, it'll be a case where. I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a riveters and a whale hat, and then I'm just. Gonna the real team is the friends we made along the way. There you go. <laughs> it's probably our podcast motto at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I guess we're wrapping up the show then. So, Marissa, if you have anything you want to shout out or anything you're working on, go for it. Um, sure. Follow me on Twitter at Marissa underscore and Jemmy one R one S. Don't spell it wrong. You won't find me. Um, I'll be covering the NWHL for Sportsnet. I'm covering the NHL for NBC. I'm co- covering college hockey at USCHO, if anyone's into that. Um, and I'll have more stories at other places soon. So just follow me. Good vibes only. We uh, we are a BC podcast, sorry. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Why am I just, here? Just, uh, just for the next about... Year and a half or so, so. yeah, maybe a year and a half, and then we'll move on. See, if you said Northeastern, even that would be okay because sometimes I do stats for them, so like I hate love them, but like B season, no. Well, we were a BU pod for a long time, and then now we have to be a BC pod. That's that's like being Red Sox and Yankees podcast, you can't do that. Well, we we just follow wherever the abs draft guys, so. So That's all was, it is. Um, when it was AJ Greer, you were. It was AJ Greer and Shane Bowers, and yeah. now yeah. and now it's New Hook, Ambrosio, and Hellison. Well, New Hook's really good, so that's like fair. Yeah. <laughs> but Ambrosio's off to a great start too. So. Yeah. But I'm in a better mood when BU is good. 
So you have to consider that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. yeah. I mean, we also, do have a lot. A lot of prospects at Notre Dame, and we kind of hate Notre Dame. So, yeah, well, that's because watching Notre Dame is like a crime against humanity. So. True, true. They play, they play a, a style of hockey that's bad for the world. The only Notre Dame hockey we acknowledge is Anders Bjork, like existing. I'm fine that's with that. It. Acceptable. Yeah. Because we like Anders Bjork. Yeah, there we go. I'm sure Allie will pick the Buttes. Just so she can say "sco" to us all day. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Ryan also said, "Don't overthink it." Buttes all the way. So that might be our team. But I also really like the whales. So I'm, I'm really. Yeah, but Allie wants to be. She, you need to move away from RK and more towards the hockey people. <laughs> so you got to be a whale fan. <laughs> I, did, I think. Did you decide you're a whale fan? Yeah. Okay, okay. This is now the DNVR Whale Podcast. That's right. See, now you can use like pod as a pun. So the whale pod. Uh, the whale pod. There you go. Perfect. That should have been an easy choice. So we are now adopting a weekly segment. Marissa, you got to come back and give us updates on the whale. And we'll okay. call it the whale pod with Marissa. Okay. <laughs> Done. As long as there's like some intro saying we'll have a whale of a time. Sure, we can have the whale dance and do all we'll kinds of fun up. things. Yeah. And then when we're done, we'll be like finish, like the fin of a whale. See? <laughs> it just wrote itself. Yeah, it's, it's easy. We're done here. Pod confirmed. <laughs> Welcome in. Oh my god, yes. See? Thanks for commenter. I didn't see your name, but that's cool. It writes itself at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I guess on that note, we are going to get out of here. Course sponsored by Green Mountain Dental Group, 15 minutes from downtown Denver. They are the best family dentist in the Denver metro area. When you sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam, you can get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group. They are awesome. We've had multiple people from DNBR go over there from everything from root canals to just a regular cleaning. And they said it's some of the best dental experiences they've ever had. So check them out today and get yourself that free toothbrush. Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening. Thank you, Marissa, for coming on. Be sure to like and subscribe to the video. If you like our content, hit that bell. It'll notify you every time we post something new. For the Avs people, we have another preview coming up at 6 p.m. tonight covering Evan and I's super hot, spicy takes on the bottom six. So if you want to check that out, we would appreciate it. Uh, again, thank you for coming on, Marissa. Hope you have a good thank rest you. of your day. And, yeah, we'll see all y'all for Free Skate Friday tomorrow.